Hello, and welcome to the Reaction Podcast with me, Rachel Cunliffe. This week, I was lucky enough to chat to Chris O'Neill. Chris is the CEO of Evernote, the world's leading productivity app. He previously spent 10 years at Google in various executive roles, including manager director of Google Canada. We met in the Graham Bell Room at the Browns Hotel, the same room where, in 1876, Alexander Graham Bell made the very first telephone call. It seemed a fitting place to discuss technology, connectivity, and the future of work in a world of robots. Hi, Chris. Hi, how are you doing? (laughs) Good, thanks for being here. My pleasure. So, Evernote is a productivity app, and you've called it an uncluttered digital home to capture and share ideas and memories. Mm -hmm. Um, What problem do you think that you're solving, and is that a problem that you think has increasing or decreasing relevance in the future? Uh, Sure. So, I I often think of Evernote as, as like a superpower for successful people, and if we go back to the original vision of, of Evernote's founder, uh, Stepan Pachikov, he, uh, he has poor memory and he wanted a digital place to capture uh, things that mattered to him and then an ability to search it, uh, to retrieve it when he needed it. Uh, from poetry to people's names to frequent flyer miles. That was the original vision and it's, uh, it's expanded quite nicely from there to your question about relevance. I mean, the problem that he was aiming to solve was to basically capture things that mattered to him in digital format. And that problem has only grown in relevance and in many ways the idea has come into, in, uh, into more relevance because of a few things. Now, you think at a macro level, the number of people using their minds for work has grown rather than shrunk. Uh, the explosion of smartphones and multiple different devices in our life makes it makes it such that we have more information in terms of sheer volume and uh, different channels of information than we ever have had before. So uh, you do need tools, uh, not just as a nice to have, but as a need to have to basically cut through the clutter and really um, separate the signal from the noise. I know lots of people feel distracted rather than helped by the technology around them. Sometimes it can feel like there is a constant stream of, of interruptions from your your emails and your smartphone and just the, just the world around you. Yeah. Um, you obviously think that technology can actually help us not just be more productive but also more creative. How is that possible? How do you deal with that paradox? Yes, there sure, sure is a paradox, right? So there's a lot of uh, more choice, more availability of of things, applications, and software uh, to, to help you be more productive and capture your thoughts. Uh, at the same time, there's there's a uh, a lot of downside between things that are actually interrupting you uh, almost constantly. Uh, by our estimate, every three minutes in the workplace, people are interrupted, whether that's an email or a text or a chat or what have you. Um, so it does create a, a bit of a paradox. And I, I think the the way through this is to actually use technology uh, for, for good, but have it uh, as part of a system. Right? So being clear about what success looks like is really, really important. And, and a lot of these things are common sense, but uncommonly practiced. Right? Do you have a clear definition of what success looks like? Right? I, I sometimes call that your North Star. Um, that's number one. And once you're clear on that, how do you break down your milestones and goals that you're trying to accomplish as a business or as a human being uh, to, to ladder up to what matters? Right? And often if you don't know where you're going on a journey, it's almost impossible to get there. Um, then you, you need to write those goals down. Uh, and ideally you write them down in a way and share it with other people. Because if you do write 
down things in digital or otherwise, uh, you're more likely to achieve them. In fact, 42% more likely is the specific uh, research on, on the topic. And then turning those goals into habits, because after all, we're, uh, we are not what we say, we are what we do. So finding a way to translate goals into a system. Um, and then lastly is carving out this notion of what is called deep work. And deep work is the ability to focus your undivided attention on something that's cognitively difficult. And in many ways, uh, we've lost it. And you know, the, the part of the paradox that um, I sometimes describe as uh, work as an all-day meeting with random participants uh, and no agenda. Um, in somewhere along the way, we're, we've slowly lost our ability to go deep and focus uh, on one thing at a time and one thing that matters more than others. So creative people do these things consistently well, and that's not just today. It's been consistent in time. There seems to be these immutable laws of what makes people successful and creative and productive. Um, so those are, those are some of the, the characteristics, some of the aspects uh, of that uh, of making people creative and successful. And, and it does help. Uh, the starting point is, is uh, being a voracious note-taker. Uh, if you look at the most prolific invest, uh, in inventors and, or, or comedians or investors uh, over time, they, are, they, they do take notes. They capture their thoughts um, very vigorously. I want to ask you something quickly about the gig economy mm -hmm. because the labour landscape has definitely been changing mm -hmm. recently or people at least feel like it's changing and people no longer have one job. Um, like, like you said, they're, they're, they're moving from, from task to task to project to project. Yeah. Is that something that you think um, technology has created? Can it help solve some of the problems? Mm -hmm. Is this something that we should be trying to fix or is it something that we should be embracing? Um, perhaps a bit of both. I mean, it, it, just context is the gig economy isn't particularly new. We've been coming together to do things like movies or uh, the projects or deals for quite some time where you bring your specific skills to bear. Uh, to, to accomplish something as part of a team and then you disband and move on. And the gig economy is, is in many ways created by technology where the friction between finding buyers and sellers in a marketplace has been removed. And so technology has helped in that regard. It's also hurt in some ways which have been uh, well articulated and I don't want to cover here today, but I do think it can help by basically removing, continuing to remove friction and also helping those workers uh, find different different uh, uh, jobs, projects uh, more readily uh, and ultimately make their, their lives more fulfilling because they can choose when and where they want to uh, apply their, their skills. Finally, I know you are hugely enthusiastic and optimistic about artificial intelligence. That's something that can seem disturbing and even scary for many people who worry about yeah. the robots taking their jobs. Um, yeah. And it does seem that uh, computers are making advancements in all kinds of fields that we had thought were things that mm -hmm. only humans could do. Sure. I know that you're not worried about that, so mm -hmm. can you tell us why you're so optimistic and why we should be optimistic too? Uh, a couple things, yeah. I, I am optimistic about AI. and It, it makes for good headlines to write uh, sensationalistic things uh, like robots taking over uh, whole industries, uh, but that's true of any big techno technological innovation uh, in time. If you look at any technical innovation, there's always a, a, an element of fear, and I believe it's rooted in the fact that the impact is very specific, negative, and focused. This is true of free trade, by the way, as well. 
so it's very easy to say, okay, these are the types of jobs which will be disrupted. Um, and it's harder to articulate because we haven't yet figured out all the, 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 the goodness that will come because it's usually quite diffuse and or not yet uh, articulated or clear. The other aspect of it is we tend to report things in net terms as opposed to gross terms, meaning there'll be a lot of jobs which will be created and there'll be a lot of jobs which will be destroyed. I fundamentally believe that the net outcome of that will be positive and that we will create more jobs and that ultimately humans will do the things that they're great at, being creative, uh, finding nonlinear patterns, uh, just just having, having fun, enjoying the arts, and the computers will um, augment uh, human beings and the work in ways which will make more work uh, less tedious, more rewarding, fulfilling. That's a very refreshingly positive view of the future. Chris O'Neill, the CEO of Evernote, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Reaction Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And please, rate us five stars. You can read more from me and the rest of the Reaction team at www.reaction.life, where you can also now sign up to become a Reaction member. Reaction.